It's time to pull those belts tight, race fans. The Front Stretch is coming at you. Presented by Joe's Karting and Council Bluffs. Now, here's Dan Taylor and Dirk Houston. Welcome to the Front Stretch Race Fans, presented by Joe's Carding and Council Bluffs, online at joescarding.com. Fast-paced white knuckle racing just across the river on 23rd Avenue. Get over to Joe's Carding today. Do yourself right with a little indoor cart racing. And looking at the weather forecast for the day this is released on Thursday, the 30th, uh, there's a very good chance there's going to be a classic car cruising at Quaker Steak and Lube. Make sure to follow them on Facebook. With a high of 73 for Thursday and uh, no rain in the forecast as far as this area is concerned. Um, might see a classic car cruising pop up real quickly at Quaker Steak and Luba Council Bluffs. Like I said, make sure to follow them on Facebook for more information and for details. Today's show, we're going to get you set with the latest headlines. Basically, we're going to be talking about new penalties, old penalties, appeal process, and uh, a little information about the dude, Danny Lasoski. Uh, then we're also going to talk about uh, the this coming weekend's race at Richmond. And then in turn number two, we're going to sit down with Top Gun Gunner Pike, driver of the number 25 race saver sprint car throughout the area, who was hoping to get his season started this weekend at Harlan. But as we transition into the headlines, we found out uh, late, Tuesday night was it that you messaged me that uh, Harlan decided to cancel? Uh, yeah, I believe it was late Tuesday. Or was that Monday night that we recorded Monday night and it published on Tuesday? I, I can't remember exactly what day, but basically they said just not necessarily because of the low temperatures during the day. It's more to do with the low temperatures overnight that are the big hindrance. While we may see temperatures up in the mid 40s, maybe 50s. Temperatures dipping below freezing overnight make it very difficult for them to be able to dewinterize the facility and to be able to do the proper track prep necessary to get the track ready to go. So they felt it was best just to go ahead and cancel the Awakening Part 1, and hopefully they'll be able to get Awakening Part 2 underway. That's going to be April 7th and 8th, again, featuring the Malvern Bank SLMR and 360s along with Sport Mods. Both days. That's going to be a Friday, Saturday show, Saturday, uh, excuse me, April 7th and 8th at Shelby County Speedway. So the Awakening Part 1 kicking off the 2023 season for Shelby County Speedway uh, went down with uh, cold temperatures. So they'll have to wait one more week for them to kick off their season. Well, their nature's batting a thousand right now. Yep. Uh, Eagle is attempting to uh, stop that batting a thousand. I don't know, depending on how you want to rack up that stat, they've decided to shift their opening weekend by one day. Practice was scheduled to be on Friday, March 30th. It is now moved to Saturday, April 1st. It's going to be open to all classes that are racing at Eagle. It's going to be a three-hour practice from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. And then the topless nationals featuring late models, modifieds, and sport modifieds. That got moved to Sunday, April 2nd. Pit gates are going to open up at 2.30. Grandstand gates opening up at 4, and there's not going to be a lot of time. If you're one of those people that want to get there early and watch hot laps, you're going to have 15 minutes to get through the gate before they drop the green flag on hot laps with uh, racing set to start at 5 o'clock. And I think with uh, just a couple of classes, just those three classes on the schedule, I don't see much of an issue of getting the races done by 8 o'clock. So 
Shouldn't be a late night at Eagle Raceway for Sunday, April 2nd in the topless Nationals. The weather is supposed to be gorgeous. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that a lot. I, I'm you know, obviously really looking forward to the opening weekend, but uh, this is going to be awesome. The topless Nationals, again, featuring basically IMCA late models or what I-80 called the Bragg and Wright late models, uh, modifieds and sport modifieds. Again, all of those following IMCA rules. It's going to be Sunday, April 2nd. Gates open, uh, pit gates at 2.30, grandstand gates at 4, hot laps at 4.15, racing at 5 o'clock. And I think that wraps up the, well, I guess I got a little bit more news. Uh, the Topless Nationals purse for this coming Sunday at Eagle, $1,000 payday for the winner of the Modifieds, $1,000 for the Sport Mods, and $1,000 for the Late Models. So all three classes paying 1000 to win. 700 for second for the sport for the modifieds and late models 600 for the sport mods and it kind of trickles on down from there modifieds and late models both pay in at 250 to start and they're going to start 20 cars in both classes and then sport mods paying 150 to start again 20 cars in that class we'll start the a feature let's talk danny lasowski is going to be joining catalyst autosports uh tony ross the driver of that machine is going to get danny lasowski as his crew chief uh, Danny, uh, since kind of stepping away from full-time racing has been helping a lot of drivers throughout the area. And I think this is a huge get for Catalyst Autosports. Yeah. I mean, guy's got a ton of knowledge, mm -hmm. um, whether he can convey that to the driver and make things work on the track will be seen soon. I think it might be time to reach out and see if we can't get Danny back on the show. He was always one of the great interviews that just. You know, you could ask one question and then sit back for a couple of minutes as he just spewed knowledge. Yep. Let's shift gears over to NASCAR and the big news that came out uh, Wednesday afternoon. The National Motorsports Appeals Panel upheld the penalties. Well, up, how do I want to say that? That basically they agreed with NASCAR that the parts were illegal, but they did reduce the penalties. So first off, the points penalty both driver and uh, championship driver and uh, owner points has been rescinded. Although the four crew chiefs, Cliff Daniels, Alan Gustafson, Rudy Fugel, and Blake Harris, their four race suspension was upheld and their $100,000 fines were all upheld. So that the appeals panel basically listened to uh, the two sides of it and then decided that. Um, while the parts were illegal and a penalty needed to be uh, administered, they basically reduced what NASCAR did. Uh, NASCAR released a statement shortly after, said, we're pleased that the National Motorsports Appeals Panel agreed that Hendrick Motorsports violated the rulebook. However, we're disappointed that the entirety of the penalty is not upheld. A points penalty is a strong deterrent that is necessary to govern the garage following the rulebook violators, and we believe that it is an important part of the penalty in this case and moving forward, we will continue to inspect and officiate the NASCAR garage at the highest level of scrutiny to ensure a fair and level playing field to our fans and the entire garage. Uh -huh. <clears throat> Not too hard to figure out what the thinking process was by the appeals panel. The, uh, the drivers did nothing wrong. They did not compete with an illegal vehicle. Yeah. The crew chiefs presented an illegal vehicle to inspectors. Mm -hmm. So they're the ones that got the hit. Pretty simple yep. thought, thought process. Yep. It's a great, great analysis there. I like that. 
Um, if you're interested, Kelly Housby, Dixon Johnston, and Bill Lester were the three appeals panel members that were uh, selected for this hearing. And um, Dirk, I sent you an, uh, an article that I apologize. I should have sent it to you earlier. So maybe you had a chance to breeze through it, but basically Dustin Long of uh, NBC Sports uh, typed up kind of a great article about the appeals process. One big question we've had is, does it cost teams to appeal? And I didn't see anything in there monetarily that, you know, they've got to submit a uh, maybe a, a, an, a, an amount of money that, that they get back after the appeal is heard or something like that. So it doesn't address that side of it, which we'll still try to bring up with NASCAR when we're at Kansas and see if we can get some answers on that. But uh, good information on there as far as how the appeals process is heard, kind of back and forth. And um, one of the interesting parts that I kind of pulled out of it is that NASCAR does not have an option to go back and appeal the the review. What, what They don't have the option to go back and, and, and ask the, the appeals panel to review this again. Had Hendrick lost their appeal completely, they do have an option to uh, take it to a second level and have the appeal heard again. Well, they have the option right now to have the uh, the part they didn't win get get reheard. Right. But I don't know in that process if that if that cuz that's just heard by one person. What oh the uh the the second appeal? The, yeah. Yeah, that's just heard by one person. And I don't know because it didn't really talk a whole lot about that process, but maybe that guy says, oh, to heck with it. You're getting the whole penalty. <laughs> maybe know, he reverses. Up. Yeah. Yeah. He, he reversed everything and put it right back where it was to start. Uh, it's also worth noting that the appeals panel consists of 19 members. And uh, from what we've been able to see in the past, I think pretty much three of them get picked for the first phase of, of review or the appeal being heard. And I believe it's a random three. I I remember that when they established it, that it was it was a random three people that are picked. It's not it's not necessarily random because it also said it depends on their availability and a couple other things. So if they randomly picked, you know, somebody that wasn't available, they're not going to mm-hmm. listen to two people. You know, they're not going to have a two people board. Yeah. I don't know if it's yeah. like jury duty where you get notified that that you've got to appear or. <laughs> well. And and the panel actually consists of three people. The appeals pool consists of 19. Right. Okay. So if I said that confusing, thanks for clarifying that. Yeah. That's, uh, um, and I don't remember exactly how many. There was like seven drivers, I think, on there or former uh, drivers. I just closed that article, but I thought, it, I thought it said nine. Well, I, I didn't actually say a number. It just listed them. Mm-hmm. But I just thought there were seven, but there could have been nine. Just browsing this, um, the, article open. the appeal will be heard by three members. They will come from a pool of panelists. The cup rule book, rule book lists 19 panelists. The group includes former drivers Mike Skinner, Lake Speed, Bill Lester, Shauna Robinson, and Lynn St. James, along with other various roles in the motorsports. So only five drivers. Yeah. Yeah, only five. Speaking of penalties, because I warned you guys, it's going to be a little penalty heavy today. Uh, Daniel Suarez slapped with a $50,000 fine for running into another competitor, being Alex Bowman on pit road following the race. He was penalized under section whatever uh, NASCAR member conduct. Um, 
He was not penalized any points. So Suarez hit with a $50,000 fine for running into Alex Bowman on pit road. Um, kind of an interesting pro, uh, uh, analysis there that NASCAR didn't decide to hit him with two penalties for Bowman and Chastain, but I guess they felt like he wasn't technically on pit road yet when he bumped Chastain out of the way. Right. Yeah. That, uh, um, that wasn't that big of a deal. Um, but the deal on pit road with all the people around, that's a whole nother ball game. And that's what I said. He was going to get 25 or 50,000 mm-hmm. and I didn't think there'd be any points. So, um, I've seen enough of this stuff that I, I got a decent idea just as in the other one with Hendrick. I thought those points, I told you, I thought all the points would come back. Yeah. Well, I thought you said there'd be still be a 25 point uh, penalty. I said, I said at the most there'd yeah. be 25 uh, driver and owner points, but I, I thought it would all come back. Uh, by the way, we did find out that Denny Hamlin's appeal of uh, his penalty from intentionally rocky, wrecking Ross Chastain is going to be heard on, I believe, April 5th. I'm so, surprised they're even bothering. They just should have thrown that one in today. And said, yeah, why yeah. not? Why not do it all at once and get it done? Well, because you're going to have to, you know, pull another panel and, you know, get another three people in there. Yeah. Um, I'm very interested by the driver selection on that panel. Mm-hmm. Um, one, two, three of them. As far as I know, never won a race at the top three tiers of NASCAR. Yeah. I think Lake Speed had won, and I think Mike Skinner might possibly have been uh, back then a Bush Series champion. I don't think he was a truck champion, and I know he wasn't a cup champion. Yeah. But uh, um, I, I've met Shauna Robinson. I've met Bill Lester. I've never met Lake Speed, but I've met Mike Skinner, so – I wonder how that panel of 19 is created. If you got to imagine there was some sort of give and take as far as NASCAR wanted these drivers or these names and the uh, driver's panel or the, what is it? The RTA um, wanted these names. And so they compromised on these 19 people. I don't know. I don't know if the RTA has got any say so in or whatever. Yeah. Again, that'd be something that would be a good question for, uh, for NASCAR when we get down there and talk to, Matt Humphrey and see if we can get some clarification on some of that stuff. Yeah. You know, it, uh, but again, I'm surprised they're, you know, touting the fact that, Hey, we've got drivers in this deal. No, you got people that drove. <laughs> well, the, 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 is that not a driver? Uh, to me, a driver, somebody that won and maybe got some titles. Well, you that know. may have been anybody. I mean, like somebody. I was as I'm scrolling through here, I'm seeing uh, Kenny Wallace's picture pop up because he seems to be all over uh, NASCAR commentary these days. And I kind of I'm interested as the reason why he's not involved in that. If that's something that he's not interested in doing. Yeah, that could very well be. You know, maybe those um, are the only drivers that they were able to get. Everyone else is like, I don't want anything to do with this thing. Yeah, or I mean, as far as Kenny Wallace's deal, I, you know, he's still been an active driver even though it's mm-hmm. been in dirty stuff for the last few years. Maybe that's why, you know, he's not offered a spot on there because none of the others I don't think are actively driving. Well, I take that back because Bill Lester last year drove one or two truck races. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure exactly how that's done, but uh, um, I doubt they have anybody that was a racer that's still involved with the sport. They're not going to have Tony Stewart. Yeah. He owns, you know, stuff he's like that. He's got too much skin in the game. 
basically. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you got anything else? Uh, not right off the top of my head. Maybe on the bottom of my shoe, but not on top of my head. <laughs> I think that's it for us. Uh, the Awakening at Harlan for this weekend canceled. Topless Nationals at Eagle moved to Sunday with practice on Saturday. And the NASCAR appeals panel results plus code of penalties. Um, I don't have anything else as far as headlines is concerned. Uh, this weekend's race, the Toyota owners 400 at Richmond on Saturday, uh, excuse me, on Sunday, uh, picks are due by 2.30. Had a couple of people that have had some login issues and, um, you know, you just get busy with your Sunday or whatever and you forget to get your pick in. Technically, your picks are due by the drop of the green flag. The website, nascarpoolsonline.com, will cut off picks at 2.30. If you happen to, or in this case, for Sunday's race, 2.30, uh, if you happen to remember at 2.45, as long as they haven't dropped the green flag, make sure you email me right away your pick, what race, be clear, don't use broken English or text messaging talk, and uh, and I'll, I'll make sure to get it picked. I, you and I had a conversation about one that uh, came in a little bit too late, and unfortunately we weren't able to take it. I got another one that came in right about 2.50 on Sunday, and uh, I was able to accept that one because I believe the green flag dropped at like 3.07 or something like that. Yeah, thanks to the, the three-and-a-half-mile-long caution lap. That they're <laughs> yeah. Yep. So uh, get your picks in on time for the Rick Haven Ridge Pick'ems Contest. Don't forget, looking for financial advice, rickhavenridgeadvice.com is your best source. Uh, Sunday's race at Richmond is going to feature three different, uh, your typical three stages, stage breaks at 70, 230, and then this race will end at 400 laps. Practice and qualifying is set for Saturday, and that will be on Fox Sports 1. Looks like they just have one kind of group. Uh, <laughs> my animals in distracting the recording in the front stretch, I swear. Um. Practice and qualifying is set to start at 10 a.m. and then wrap up at noon. So I imagine they're just going to roll right into qualifying after a quick break from practice if anybody goes out for practice. Yeah, <clears throat> well, I'm figuring there'll be a few people going out for practice, like everybody. Yeah, and go that, out and get, get 10, 15 laps and just kind of get the car right. If you need more work on it, you can, but uh, yeah. Well, I don't think it's that as much as just to make sure everything's up to snuff. All the bolts are tight, nothing's leaking. They're going to put the car on the track and at least do that. Um, yeah. Obviously, depending on exactly where the weather sits, um, if it looks like it's a possibility of rain or anything, they're going to try and put a fast lap down. You know, there's stuff like that they got to, mm -hmm. you know, look at. But uh, we did have uh, a couple people back at the Daytona party were trying to uh, – uh, have us check on some garage passes for them. Unfortunately, we were not able to get that handled. Our contact is not at that race this weekend. Mm. So, by the way, speaking of the care. speaking of the weather in Richmond, Friday slight chance of rain. Saturday slight chance of rain. Sunday sunny and sixty one. So, a little chilly uh, on Sunday when they race. You at, said sixty one uh, or fifty one. Sixty one. Yeah, that ain't bad. Any bad, but like you pointed out, that's the high. They'll yeah. only be at that temperature for a little while. But uh, I, 
if I'm not mistaken, the the area right there doesn't have quite the swings like we do here, like mm-hmm. 24 to 70 and stuff like that. <laughs> so we're kind of unique in, in some of that where the swings are quite so big. I think that's going to do it for us in turn number one. Again, make sure you get your picks out on time for the Rick Habermidge Pickens contest. They're due 2.30 on the website by 2.30 um, on Sunday. If uh, you get your picks to me before the drop of the green flag, I should be able to count it. Uh, but I will be busy at uh, Eagle getting set up, so I can't keep an eye on when the exact drop of the green flag is. So just get your picks in on time. Let's just make it easy. Top Gun, Gunner Pike, just around the corner, turn number two. We're going to talk to him about kicking off his 2023 season. Hang tight. Dirk and I'll be right back on the front stretch. Hey, look at that. You're sitting on your couch playing Halo, Madden, or NASCAR while your friends are at Joe's Karting. Each lap is an adrenaline-filled, heart-pumping, white-knuckle experience that you can only get at the Metro's largest indoor karting track. Eco-friendly Honda engines rip you around their professionally designed road course at breakneck speeds. Can you reach the 14-second lap bracket? There's only one way to find out. Put the controller down and get to Joe's Karting, 23rd Avenue in Council Bluffs next to Quaker Steak and Lube. Quicker Steak and Lube in Council Bluffs continues to offer the best wings, burgers, and steaks seven days a week, along with great daily specials. Mondays are Kids Night, where kids eat for just 99 cents with the purchase of an adult entree. Tuesdays is All You Can Eat Wings Night for just $17. Enjoy a half rack of baby back ribs for just $13.50 on Wednesdays, and you choose on Thursdays for just $12. You can pick between 15 fried shrimp, a pickup cheeseburger, 15 breaded wings, or six boneless wings. Check out Quaker Steak and Lube and Council Bluffs on Facebook for all their daily specials. Get to Quaker Steak and Lube. We're hooked up in turn two and still showing the green flag on the front stretch. Welcome back to the front stretch, rolling into turn number two, presented by Quaker Steak and Lube and Council Bluffs, the official watering hole of the front stretch. Get over to Quaker Steak and Lube and Council Bluffs today for all of the uh, great, uh, let's see, Tuesday, it's uh, it's all-you-can-eat wings night. And then Sundays is going to be NASCAR action, of course, unless it's a Saturday night race, but they'll have all the uh, action on the big screens. Also showing a lot of the uh, Flow Racing. They've got a subscription to Flow Racing, so they show a lot of that stuff. When uh, some of the other bigger sports like March Madness or baseball or football aren't taking over the big screens, they'll throw up some races there every once in a while. Get over to Quaker Steak and Lube Council Bluffs for all the great NASCAR and dirt track action, as well as all the great sights, sounds, and smells. Joining us on the show now, the now thinner 25 Top Gun Gunner Pike. How you doing, bud? Good. How are you guys? Good. You're losing a bunch of weight, man. Yeah, I'm trying. I kind of got a little chunky there. And Pull that mic from a little now? closer. Good. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I lost, you know, about 40, 45 pounds and kind of got to the gym and got to work on it. You're sitting in the middle of the car, so it's not like you get left side weight. Yeah, exactly. It ain't the modified. <laughs> so, Driver, the number 25 uh, spray car, uh, kind of a rough year for you in 2022. Yeah. Are, are you healed up from it? Yeah, yep. Um, we had a rough beginning of the year, and then about halfway through, we wrecked that one car, and we got pretty good at the end, so... Banged up your uh, your body pretty hard, and uh, uh, is some of the, uh, the the getting into the weight. Obviously, the benefit is is losing a little bit of weight, but also maybe strengthening that back and strengthening your core. Yeah, just 
pretty much everything because i mean you crash one of these cars you're going to be hurting for a few you know weeks maybe yeah. even a month so i just kind of lost some weight and uh you know, that way I'm not falling out of the seat like I was either. Because, I mean, this year I was falling out of the seat, especially after my little ordeal at Denison. Um, I'd fall out of the seat about lap 20, you know, 25, 30-lap race, and it costed us a lot. So I was like, well, we got to change something up, and here we are. There's a, to that point, there's a couple of uh, old guys, it's old guys, uh, veterans would be a better way of putting it, that I'm not going to list them off, but I know a couple of them that have mentioned to me that, you know, they're just getting up there in age, that it's hard to run a full feature race and be able to have that strength to be able to wheel the car at the end of the race. And there's a couple of guys that I can I could point out specifically. They're like they'll they'll lead 90% of that race, and then I'm like, oh no, here it goes. And they they start that tongue starts hanging out. They start getting real exhausted, and they start getting sloppy into the corner. And yeah. before they know it, they end up finishing ninth. Yeah, because I mean, you miss your mark one lap in one of these cars, you're going to be you know you could possibly lose the race because of it. Yeah. So. No, it's just not falling out of the seat, you know, keeping, you know, your breaths in and all that other stuff. It's just a long race, and you don't want to fall out. And, yeah, it's very demanding, especially when Eagle gets rough. And, you know, it lap 20, lap 21, usually when I was falling out. So I think I'm pretty good to go now, so I'm looking forward to it. Have you got to do any racing anywhere to be able to kind of feel how much improvement you've made? No, not yet. We're going to go to Harlan in two weeks, so yeah. get a good jump start there and see what we can do. Uh, talking about those uh, accidents last year, uh, banged up your back, and you've had issues, I think, even going back to the sport mod days with, with back injuries. Yeah, yeah, my back and my neck. Uh, well, that crash, what was it now, three years ago, I got my neck pretty good. It was just one of them deals landed wrong, and, you know, it took a toll on the body, but my back, yeah. it. I've noticed, though, ever since I started losing this weight, my back feels a lot better. Yeah. It does. So, because I got pretty chunky there for a while. I was just not taking care of myself, drinking a lot of beer and, you know, just shit like that. So. But Back was the first year in the sprint car, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. unfortunately. You know, because the year started really good, and we were being consistent. You know, I had, man, six or seven seconds between Eagle and US 36, and then that back deal happened, and the neck deal, and it just set me back. 21 was terrible. 22 was terrible. I mean, it wasn't bad, because last year we were good at the end of the year. Mm -hmm. You know, I was one spot out of making the big show at Eagle. I made a mistake, and it costed me, and then I made the show at Belleville and led a lot of laps at the end of the year. And, like, I-80, I was good. And uh, so was running second, and I jumped the cushion one time, and then I ended up fourth. So I can't really complain. We had a really good race car. I don't think we were going to catch Tyler, but, you know, second place on that racetrack with that type of caliber of drivers are good to go. So you said you made a mistake there at Eagle. Was that like your hands hitting your belly or something when you were trying to <laughs> that, yep, yep, that and just getting tired. And I'm like, man, this ain't no fun. You know, because I'm modified, you can kind of get away with it, you know, and you can't do that in one of these things. So I was like, man, I was better myself and – lose some weight and get going yeah at least you at least you learned at a young age yep exactly because i'm just like man i don't know if i want to do this you know and then all of a sudden a light switch turned out and here we are because i started working out at the end of last year about oh probably about august and i noticed a big difference then and then over the off season we rebuilt our whole race program pretty much and uh rebuilt myself so i'm looking forward to it Endurance is a huge thing. It's, mm -hmm. People say that these race cars drive themselves, and you really don't have to be that in shape to be a race car driver, and that's probably true, but you do have to be in shape to be competitive. Yeah, especially when you're racing, you know, two or three nights a week. You know, by Saturday night, you're like, man, I'm wore out when it's 110 degrees and mm -hmm. whatever, but it, it's physically demanding for sure. And we, we always do those uh, the hydration shows. I always love doing those, even though I still can't pronounce the, uh, the guy's name that we had on, but... Uh, you know, you, you talk about racing three nights a week, so you race Thursday night, uh, 
you're it, it's hot out, so you're dehydrated. You probably have a couple of beers after the races, yeah. so you make yourself even more dehydrated. So then when you fall asleep that night to go race on Friday night, your body doesn't have a chance to recover, and you're mm. even farther behind. Yeah, because, I mean, then you're right back up, you know, first thing in the morning washing the car, and then you got to do maintenance. And, you know, it's a time process thing, and then, you know, you're back to racing. Yeah. So you never really give your time to really recover throughout the course of the season at all. Yeah. So, because you're always either working on the car, or you're you know going racing, or you're working, or whatever it is. So, uh, I'm sitting here uh, listening to you talking about uh, uh, trying to be healthy, and I'm adjusting my shirt so it's not so tight on my belly. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, I'm gonna have to go to hit the gym with Gunner nowadays. All right, 2023, uh, still planning on racing weekly at Crawford and Eagle? Um, no, I we're just gonna do some hitter stuff uh, at Denison. Um, we're gonna run Eagle weekly again, and then. We're going to go up to Houston's weekly. Um, really? Yeah, Brandon, South Dakota. And we got a new truck and a new trailer. So, you know, I was like, man, that might be kind of fun to go, you know, do that. Because we can stay in the truck and, you know, our trailer's big enough to where we can have a lot of spare parts with us. So, we're like, well, we'll just start doing that and we'll do some header stuff. You know, Columbus has a few shows and then uh, Harlan has a few shows and Belleville and, you know, whatever we can find. But Denison, it just, you know, with the location of it and then being on Friday nights, you know, it's hard to get turned around to go to Eagle the next night, especially yeah. if something happens. So it was just like, eh, I like Eagle. It's 15 minutes from my doorstep. So I might as well just go there and try Houston's out. I've heard a lot of good things and it's a neat place. So it's when cool. we starting out, are you starting out? Uh, um, First of April at Eagle? Um, no, we're going to go to Harlan. That's in, right. You in mentioned two it, yeah. weeks. Yeah. 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 And then there's a, U, yeah, a USRA show. Um, URSS show, not USRA, URSS show um, the week after down at 81. And then Eagle will start, yep. And then, you know, pretty much after that, everything gets into a rhythm. Uh, All 305 stuff? Yeah, uh, we might be doing some 360 stuff. Um, Yep. Actually, we do have a motor. So I'll probably do Harlan, and we'll probably miss a few shows unless if something crazy goes at Eagle and we're in the points run. That's, you know, it depends on the first two or three weeks, four weeks. And we'll base everything off of theirs. So, uh, you mentioned uh, that your hauler's big enough to kind of sleep in. Are you, are you planning on driving up on Sunday night, Sundays to Houston, and then yeah. staying that night and driving back? Monday? Yeah, that's what our plan is. It'd just be so much easier than, you know, going home, going to bed, and then you know you got to be back up on the road by at least ten o'clock. You know, and then you have to have the car wash. You have to have your motor maintenance done. So it's like, well, I have a buddy that lives up in Sioux Falls, so. We'll probably just end up washing his car at his place, yeah. you know. And he said we anytime we need to use a shop, we're more than welcome to. So, Good deal. We're talking with uh, Gunner Pike, driver of the number 25 Sprint car throughout the area. Uh, he talked about racing 360s. Uh, a little bit, mostly 305s is kind of where uh, the focus will be this year. Am I correct? Yes, you're correct. Yep. I would just that. like to see... You know, the beginning of the year at Eagle go a lot better because the season openers have been rough to me at Eagle mm-hmm. ever since I started this. And <laughs> you know, like last year, we ended up on my head the first night. And, you know, when you do that, you're pretty well SOL for the year. Yeah. Uh, any thoughts about But I've, I've heard some guys that have had the theory of just like, I'm just going to skip the first couple of weeks of racing because guys do tend to get a little over anxious, kind of t- tend to drive over their heads. They got brand new equipment. They got a healthy race budget at this point because right. they're a couple of weeks into the show or into the races. So uh, they got a little bit extra money to spend. So guys kind of drive a little reckless. Yeah, it's like that at the beginning of the year, it seems like. And then at the end of the year, which the end of the year is understandable, but the beginning of the year, you know, you start, you know, you have, I think we have like 55 races on our schedule this year or so. And 
Yeah, that's a lot of racing if you think about it. And a lot of these guys, I mean, Eagle, it just really truly depends on how, you know, the night goes. Because last year when I ended up on my head, I would just, I jumped the start and got called back. And then I was lazy on the second one because I didn't want to get sent to the back. So we ended up on my head for no reason, but it happens. Uh, Make sure to thank some of those great sponsors that are helping the 25G get up and down the road uh, in the 2023 race season. I got Larson Motors um, out of Nebraska City, Grass Assassins, um, Avid Realty, they're new this year, Um, Taylor Computers and Repair, SNL Trenching, Slade Shock Technology, Travel Window Wings, uh, Myers Racing Engines for hands down the most reliable 305 motor you can ever purchase, really. Uh, VOG Performance, um, they're new to this year. Carbon Edge Graphics, they're new this year too. Continental Battery Systems, they're new this year as well. And then RK Inc., they're doing the design on the car, and it turned out pretty cool. So I'm looking forward to it. Uh, yeah, it's gonna be, hopefully it's going to be a great year. What's, what's your goal for this year? Win a few races. And then, you know, because it just seems like I like to finish every race we're in. Because every time we have finished, we're there. Yeah. You know, it don't matter if it's... You know, in the top five, hell, I'll take top tens at this time. And, you know, as long as we can finish and just be there, because I know when we do finish, we'll be there at the end of the race. So, yeah. you I know, mean, with, with him losing all this weight, that means a smaller fire suit and less advertising space. I think so. I actually had to get a new one. So. Yeah. <laughs> and it probably, did you have to get a better, uh, smaller seat? Yeah. Yep, so, unfortunately. Great. Congratulations. You lost money. You have to spend money. Yeah. Well, that one that I had, it was, <laughs> it was due for a new one. So, yeah. I'm like, well, we'll all just right. do it. But. Good deal, man. I appreciate your time, and uh, thanks a lot for joining us. Good luck this season. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. That's going to do it for us in turn number two on the front stretch. Uh, Big thanks to Quaker Steak and Lube and Council Bluffs for continuing to sponsor the front stretch. Get over to Council Bluffs and enjoy the great sights, sounds, and smells that Quaker Steak and Lube offers. Also, if you're looking for financial advice, find out what Rick can do for you today. RickHavenRidgeAdvice.com. And uh, thanks to Joe's Carding and Council Bluffs for all their continued support. For Dirk Houston, I'm Dan Taylor. This has been the front stretch. Every race car driver has run into the same problem. It's well past normal parts store closing hours, but you need that one to finish your car. The guys who brought you White Knuckle Racing by the River bring you Joe's Karting Racing Parts and Tire Store. Open until 10 p.m. Monday to Thursday and open until 11 p.m. on Friday and Saturday. A parts store that fits your after-hours schedule and you can turn a few laps at Joe's Karting while you're waiting for your part to get pulled from their warehouse. Joe'sKarting.com for more information. Hey guys, Dan Taylor with Tailored Computers and Repair. I've been talking about a hard drive upgrade on the Pubcast for quite a long time, and here's a little more detail behind it. Older laptops, older computers, maybe four or five years old, the hard drives that came with them just simply were not built for Windows 10. A new hard drive from Taylor Computers and Repair will breathe brand new life into your laptop and computer. Not only will it make it faster, but it will make your laptop battery last longer and it will run cooler, which will also help the battery last a lot longer. Not only does your computer or laptop get even faster, but all of your files, settings, pictures, everything is exactly where you left it. Within about a day, maybe two days, you're gonna get your same computer back but it's going to run faster, cooler, and the battery's going to last longer on laptops. Give me a call today, 402-659-5641. Find out what a hard drive upgrade can do for your computer and get some valuable time back. 